When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before. But you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Eric's Family Barbecue uses only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. We all know their brisket is the best, but have you tried their pulled pork, pork ribs, or rib tips? Amazing, and their sides are all house-made. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet Mesquite Repeat. Make the trip. You won't be sorry. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. This man needs medical attention. Holmberg's morning sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. I do believe that show is uh, right around the corner here. What are we, 10 days away from the tool show? Is that right? Is that the, which one is that? What am I thinking of the right one? No, that's, is that right? Yeah, tools right around the corner, yeah. isn't it? Holy cow, my goodness. We've been talking about that for a long time, and there it is. Uh, yeah, January 21st over there at the Footprint Center. If you're interested in going to that thing, I think there's some tickets available. Uh, Ticketmaster will always cover you. wonder if they'll have their coronavirus sniffing dogs. I hope so. I hope so. I just got another email that says i got to get my vaccine card in or I'm in trouble. I just have a picture of it. I don't even know where that little It works. Yeah, that, that works. That's what right. I did. Front and back? I just have yeah, the front, front and front. back. I just oh, front. I don't have the back picture. Oh, I just it's not the, front. I mean, there's not yeah. on the back of it. Oh, there isn't? No, it's oh, plain, okay. yeah. I don't even know where mine is. Lost my card a long time ago. Good thing I got that snapshot. Uh, by the way, I have to say, uh, Eric Moreno, you are a class individual, a stand-up fella. Last Friday, very mouthy Eric Moreno. Not Hard Times Moreno, the greatest dancer in Suns history. This is a different Eric Moreno, but equally as gay. Uh, Eric emailed in Friday and started to scream at me that the Steelers had no mathematical chance of being in the playoffs. It just wasn't feasible. I needed to stop talking about it. Why I keep saying it. I'm just wrong. I'm wrong. Shut your pie hole. And I just remember saying, when the Jags beat the Colts and the Steelers win, they're in the playoffs. You can apologize. And I didn't, you know, I didn't think it would happen either. I just knew it was possible. Eric has emailed back, John, I apologize for talking out of my ass. In my defense, I was very drunk and didn't think that your guy, Ben, could win two in a row. Uh, so I'm sorry. With that, tell Cucky McSoyboy to stop chiming in with idiot talk or I'll send Lady J to chin check his bitch ass. <laughs> no wonder his father left him. Sorry again, John Eric. So he had to get another message in there with his apology about uh, Cucky McChinchek. Not or whatever drunk this time. Cucky McSoyboy. Cucky McSoyboy. 
<laughs> Sorry about that, cocky McSoy boy, but the listeners have spoken. It's time for you to stop it, whatever it is you're doing. By the way, since the disappearance of Mark Randall, our promotions guy, and the emergence of our new guy, Ben, we have been at half-staff. And I don't know if that's for Mark Randall leaving, but uh, none of the other flags are at half-staff Yeah, anymore. we got one across I the I think they there. copy us. Oh, they do? Yeah, I think they look for our lead. And I'm not sure we're supposed to be at half-staff or not, but... I'm going to look it up. I think You have the, a half-staff. There's a website you can check, yeah. right? Yeah. And I think the Papago Armory over there, are I think they they're half? down. I just see the poles. Yeah, that's I don't all see I see the flags. Too. But they might be leading off us. I don't know who is responsible for the half staff staff thing now that Mark's gone. We well, get it on goes it. on through the twenty first, actually. For what? Twenty uh, first, Betty White and Ed. Harry Reid. Or no, no, what's his? We wouldn't uh, care about that. He's a Nevada guy. Well, it, let's uh, on the eighth. It was for Harry Reid, but it says uh, just one day. January seventh to sunset on Saturday, January eighth. Flags be lowered and for. Oh yeah, okay. My bad. Uh, it says uh, flags will be lowered for uh, intermittent of Officer <laughs> Jesus Lara oh, on Friday, January twenty first. Ah, there we go. That's for cops. All right, and I'm all for that. Oh, and I got another email about that too. That says uh, that the Queen Creek something or other Police Department is online. I don't know what that Our is. Our old buddy uh, Kevin joined the Queen. Creek. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Somebody said, "Hey, if you just give a shout out to the Queen Creek guys, we're listening to you, and we're uh, finally." We finally got like some recognition. They're raising the flag on the Queen Creek Police Department. I didn't know they didn't have one. Or yeah, they, they were sheriff. It was MC. Oh, were they? Yeah, they okay. were MC. So congratulations, Queen Creek. You're growing like a weed out there. And somebody sheriff said weed it. Buford T. Justice. <laughs> Listen here, tick turds. There's going to be a brand new sheriff in town. You got the bandit running around on yeah. Rittenhouse. All right. Well, there you go. Congratulations, Queen Creek. Uh, Brady, I got this email. You were just reading something about this a second ago. Says, uh, Dear John, tell me something and help me understand this entire Bob Saget thing. Did America really love him this much? I feel like TV and social media are erupting, like when Michael Jackson and Whitney Houston died. Bob Saget didn't have any more success than the guy who played Balky on Perfect Strangers, or I even say he was less successful than Reginald Vell Johnson from Family Matters, a show that was on the same night as his. He was about as talented as the kid who played Screech, but nobody went nuts when Screech died. You knew the guy. Help me understand this. Frankly, I think he sort of sucked. I heard him on your show. He was okay. You seem to like him. So explain the National Day of Mourning for Bob Saget. Whatever you say, I will take as the gospel. It does seem big, doesn't it? Like oh, Norm, yeah. To me, Norm MacDonald's passing was like, oh, devastating to comedy. Norm was a... And it was pretty big. It was big in, in the comedy world, Saget it's big. Is, and, and Saget has some... In the it's comedy just because world. of the TV show, it That's was. It. I mean, well, it was part I, of our you know growing up. You always seen Full House. I the think Full the House, thing, but that America's yeah. I think the thing Bob Saget has, has too, yeah. huge, the mean, magic he had, audience there. and the reason this is such a big deal, I think, is because Bob Saget. This is just me. No, when he was in the studio and stuff, always nice. And I would never claim to know Bob Saget. He knew yeah. our name. That's about as far as it went. Hi, John. And I think he had to be reminded in the hallway of my name. You're not going to prat it and say no, that you guys I, we are best friends? No, we weren't buddies. And... We got to know, we got familiar with each other. One time, Studio. Studio one time I asked him. One time I asked him if uh, I could be on his game show. He hosted a game show. Yeah. And he said, sure. He said, we've been friends for a long time. And I'm like, have we? And he goes, yeah. And he looked at me like he knew I was about to. And I said, <laughs> what's my last name? And he goes, douche. <laughs> and I'm like, see, we can't play pretend. So, you know, we goofed back and forth on stuff, but we were never, I never called Bob, talked to, we didn't have that relationship. We were familiar only in that he came to promote his shows and we, we housed And he him. did like to come in. Oh, he, I mean, he was fun. A, he was always yeah. fun. The one thing I remember about Saget before I 
finish this, is that he would always say something really uh, – it stood out. It's like a girl that thanks you for dinner. You know, you take somebody to dinner and they don't say thank you. It's a big red flag. Uh, Bronx Tale, we talked about it the yeah. other day. She unlocks the car door. Mm-hmm. She's a keeper. It's a door test, yeah. She, she reaches over to help you but without asking or without – you know, the moment you're like, oh, Saget had that thing when he'd leave and he'd go, hey, I really appreciate you guys taking the time for me. Yeah. He didn't have to do that. And some comedians don't. And some, you know, and, and not that they're mean when they don't. It's just when they do, you notice. So I always noticed that kind of kindness in a weird way, uh, even though he was abrasive in a, in a strange kind of grotesque and very raunchy way. Uh, he was always really nice. Um, in the end, he seemed to, like, be grateful. Yeah. That was a thing. But I think the thing Saget had, just to explain to this guy who emailed, because you're right. I had a friend of mine yesterday say, did you know Saget? And he, he lives up north now. And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, I, I don't get it. He seemed like he was kind of – he sucked. I'm like, yeah, because you're a, you're a guy and you weren't a full house. He appealed to housewives, yep. children, and the dirtiest man in the world. He was on the regular internet and the dark Name another web. guy who can do it. I, I, when, the, when I read this email, I thought, that's got to be – name another celebrity that – uh, crosses all those like housewives love him, children love him, and the and he told well, the dirtiest jokes you've ever heard in your life. Oh yeah, on stage. I don't know that takes him out. You, I was going to say the Rock, but then the Rock. No, no, no. The, you know, there's guys who who you know cross are, over on that, but it's not our mass way. appeal. Exactly. Bob wasn't, but he was. Like he yeah. was uh, when you watched him on stage. He did not do a. That was it was the dirtiest would, show I've ever seen. And that was sometimes the funniest thing if you went to a show and you'd see people the older Danny women get up. Right. And like just shock. Right. It was absolute filth for yeah. the sake of filth. It was funnier after you realized he's not just being dirty for the low bar. He's doing it to lower the bar to make fun of the bar. Yeah. Like he's crushing it. Um, <laughs> hey, yeah, remember the uh, – was it Gilbert on the app that called uh, – it said Bob Saget <laughs> raped and killed a woman, and no one cared. Like he's, he had this weird kind of appeal to every facet of life, which is unheard of. And some guys just saw him as Danny Tanner and never saw his stand up because you really look at his body of work; it's not that impressive. Similar to um, Norm, he did have a passion for the craft. Norm, loved- Norm did not appeal to women at. All yeah, in but the I'm, I'm talking about the passion for comedy. Sure. Oh, Norm was a student of the game. Yeah, but he there was nobody uh, female unless they were a little bit askew. That uh, the mass appeal for Norm Macdonald. They tried so many times to give him a, a TV shows, the Norm Show, which yep. is pretty funny. But Norm had zero appeal to women. Zero in mass. There were some women that liked him, but he they didn't get it. He couldn't cross. If you had Norm Macdonald hosting America's Funniest Home Videos. He'd have been fired in a week for making a crack joke or a Michael Jackson molestation joke. And yeah, it would, yeah. And it would have been great. So, uh, but to me, but to the mass appeal people, yeah. Bob Saget had that appeal. I, I guess that's it because Jimmy Kimmel. Sometimes uh, that bothered him, though. I don't think anything bothered him. I, I think he was fine with all well, of Well, I think the full house thing was great because what it provided and 
All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I don't think it bothered him because he went back and did more. I think he went out of his way. It felt that way sometimes to say, no, this is who I am on the comedy side. But that was the fun of the whole thing. It's like, you're still going to like me. And I don't think he was trying to escape Danny Tanner. He was embracing it to make his... came back around and rebooted it. He was doing that to make his uh, persona even uh, more polarized. Like The more he was Danny Tanner, the more the guy on stage was insane. And it wasn't like high energy. It was just dirty. Farce of the Penguins. If you ever watched the, uh, what's the, uh, the Aristocrats movie? Yeah. I think Saget's is, have you ever seen that? It's been years. It's been yeah, years. It's, it's the dirtiest joke in the history of jokes for comedians. And they all have a version of it that's different than the last. And to see if they can one-up the filth of this horrible joke about this. And it this. started from Gilbert Gottfried, who kind of did it right after. Well, he started. It's been, a lo- it's been around from way before. No, no, no. Gilbert Gottfried's 9 11 thing is different. This this went along way before. The aristocrats have been around since the 50s. And it was just a little slight joke that and then they'd add things. And then the next thing you know, it's just this how many at parties the comedians would sit and tell it and try to add to it and make it more grotesque. And Bob Saget's is probably the filthiest one. So that's his, I think that's it because I'm with you. I don't. I, you look at you. You go through his IMDb page and you're like, hmm. yeah, half baked. He was funny and half baked, and but he, he didn't have it. Like I forgot he was even in that one. It was just a split second when he was blowing dudes for coke. Oh, yeah, yeah. and he just <laughs> mentions it. Uh, there's not. There's not a lot there. Jamie Kennedy's a rap song. Yeah, yeah. The Bob's everything. Just, he just had of, an appeal. So yeah. to answer your question. Yeah, I don't I don't know why some people have it and some people don't, but for some reason Bob Saget did. What I don't understand about this is TMZ every 10 seconds coming out with, you know, he had dirt under his fingernails. Like they every I don't know if you've been paying attention, every minor autopsy. detail. Oh, the autopsy comes yeah. out and then they're like and then they found him with his arm over his chest. He was laying down with so the family was concerned before this all went well, down. Right. Of course, so they couldn't get it. But then later an article comes out and said we found him laying on his back. Then another one comes out with his arm over his chest. Like, so you're just going to break down every limb in the position it was in? The guy had a heart attack or a stroke. He's, let's leave it alone at that. But so, I don't know. There is an awful lot of outpouring, though. Caliendo and I were talking about it last night a little bit. And he goes, I'm sick of the fake uh, emotions. Look at me, how sad I am. The, uh, it's a sad uh, off on social media. Who's sadder? Who can say the more beautiful thing? Who can get more likes for their eulogy that no one asked for? You know, and uh, it's strange. We handle that. So social media has changed the way we handle celebrity deaths because you do. And Jimmy Kimmel knew him and was friends with him. And yeah. I think all the comedians loved him. And John Lovitz, 30 minutes of his act is dedicated yeah. to Bob Saget. What's he going to do now? Uh, he's got to just change it all to past tense, I think. Bob Saget took it in the ass, not takes it. So, yeah, I don't know. But it's... Uh, I started thinking about that. I don't know that there's ever been somebody, at least in this time, that can do a kid's show and what Bob Saget did and not have those two worlds collide. Because I never did. 
He is brand liability to Full House, but he's also a necessity for Full House to work. Isn't that crazy? It's yeah. weird. It's, I don't know how you'd pull that off. I had that talk the other day with Lost Our Home Pet Rescue. Brand liability is something I like because I told Caliendo. Caliendo and I don't do our podcast anymore because he's just heavy focused on his corporate jobs now. Yeah. And what am I to corporate jobs? Brand liability. So uh, we can't do a podcast anymore because well, I just don't even want to slip up. I'll say the right. And to be honest, in all the podcasts I did with Caliendo, he's the one we've had to edit out more often than not for awful things he said. And you I mean, just bring it out of people. John. I do. I really do. You do. So he, of course I do. So he said something and then I was like, that's the worst thing I've ever heard. We're editing that. I'm, I'll get fired for you, your brand liability. So we're talking about brand liability and stuff. And I'm comfortable with it. I, I accept that this is me. And okay, so he's like, I have a corporate gig. Here's one of our podcasts, and I, and especially the ones where we made John Madden do play by play over porn, which was my favorite one ever. Uh, what do you see here, John? Oh, here's a guy who's got to grow up. Whoa, there's something coming out of her nose. That kind of, and he was just going, and it was, boom. I mean, that's a big one right there, Pat. You got this thing right here, and you see the corona and the shaft, and that's 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 like a third of that's like what I got. And then you had to double it. It's like a turducken. It's like a dick stuffed in another turkey stuck in. So we went on and on about that. And he goes, if they ever heard that. I'm like, it still lives, Frank. So we joke about me being brand liability. So then I was at uh, Lost Our Home Pet Rescue, and the new sponsor is Hooters for what we do with the the, um, pick of the litter on Thursdays, right? So we do pick of the litter, and we're sitting there, and I talked to the lady there. She's a wonderful person. And I said, uh, hey, just for the sake of this whole thing, if you're uncomfortable at all, uh, with Hooters, and I don't know that you would be or should be. Let me tell you, they're wonderful, and I'm and I just kind of I'm like before we even get into it, these these they're dog lovers, they're great. Uh, it's a family place, uh, and I don't know if you have a perception of them that's different, but let me clear it up. And then she goes, "Well, if you're comfortable with it, I'm." And I'm like, "To be honest with you," and I had to say it. And then it's the first time I've ever told somebody, and I watched her eyes change. And I'm like, "To be honest with you, I'm the one you should be worried about." <laughs> As far as your brand, like being associated with anything, it's me. Yeah. And she goes, you know, I never thought of that. And she's listened. She knows. And I'm like, yeah. So, and then I thought, I just threw this whole thing away. They're not going to want me back here. They're going to ask Brady to show up or something. (laughs) I got Brady doing it. I'm not allowed to be in this room anymore. She goes, no, no, no. I I think I'm like, honestly. And the worst part is Amy, who goes with me, who works with me, is my right hand on this thing. And when I said, to be honest, you should be more worried that I'm here. I'm more brand liability. And Amy goes, yeah. And I'm like, hey, wait a minute. We're supposed to be on the same team here. Let me handle all the insults. <laughs> About time you see that. Yeah. Brand liability is very real. And I like it. I like being brand liability. It keeps people from asking me to do stuff. A lot of things like that. Like whenever they ask me to do it, like I hosted their charity event. And I'm like, are you sure? Like, why wouldn't we? And I'm like, you sure you want me to be up there? Yeah. You, are you sure? You'll be fine. I'm like, all right. One of these old people that don't listen, like one of these nuns that's in your audience that goes, I'll tune in. You might lose a donor. It's like the uh, the corporation that hired Saget to do their right. deal. And they're like, hey, here's what you get. Yeah. Hey, you well, can you can do uh, skip the last 20 minutes, Bob. Right. <laughs> you always hear about those kind well, of gigs that are hilarious. Anybody who hired Bob Saget for corporate comedy and didn't know. Were deserved everything that happened to him. You're a moron. And man, you want to be there for that one. You're a moron. I never seen him live, but the, some guy just messaged Filthy. in saying that at, at the beginning of the show, he said, This is not the Danny Tanner show. Right. This is completely different. He lives yeah, on that. And he loves it. He loves when people think it is. 
he focuses in, and you'll see his audience not anymore right but his audience was like there'd be an 80 year old lady and she always ended up laughing the hardest like she was one of the oh my goodness danny Tanner. and the more groans initially the deeper yeah. he'd go oh, yeah. oh, and no, he no, could he bring it yeah he was good so that's the i guess that's all i could think about whatever the uh I do hate social media for the the sad off. That bothers me. It does. It, yeah, me too. I don't mind the, oh, that's too bad, we'll love you, Bob, kind of thing. But the big moments where you just publicly shout out your eulogy because you're not going to be allowed at his funeral, and especially if you kind of only knew him a little. and Like, it, there's people it, who know that. And if you know somebody, like if Brett dies, I'm not going to go on KUPD and Brett was my favorite, blah, blah, blah. If it's mine, maybe. I guess maybe for Brett I would, but I, I don't know. Paul Marshall died. I'd feel bad for them, but I don't know him well enough to act like it's affected me to the point where I have to tell everybody what I knew about him. I'd just be like, that's terrible. I'm sorry for this. I wasn't that close to him. Uh, and I'm not going to lie and try to make it just because it happened. Post pictures him. of you with him? Yeah. It's weird to me, especially if we only met a couple times. I would never do that about Saget. And we had him in here 10 times and he was always oh, nice, but would I pretend to be friends with him? Would Bob Saget pick up the phone if I called and know who I am? I don't know. That's all you got. That's all you got to say. If I called and said, "Hey, it's John from Phoenix." Phoenix, what? Radio KUPD. We've met ten yeah. times. Okay, maybe, maybe. If you were in town and it's like the station you're on this morning, yeah, he oh, was, yeah, oh, yeah, I, yeah, those yeah I know those guys. Right. That's it. That's I was. A, you had to spark his memory for yeah. me. It wasn't like we were pals. So I'm not going to go off and tell everybody. People are like, but some would. Uh, oh, that's the problem I have. Is that some would, and it's gross. But whatever gets you through the day. Uh, it's eight forty-eight. So there you go, Bob Saget. He had appeal. It is a little overboard. What was his best thing? Like that's the it's one. Got to be America's Funniest Home Video, right? That's I where mean, this guy's right. In the comedy side, I think the uh, celebrity roast, the roast? Uh, really kind of, of him. Of yeah, that made you realize how much everybody loved him. Yeah, he didn't do it. And any then good. he, I mean, he had great and then jokes. He did but, a couple of jokes. I mean, the jokes stand up. He was just America's dad at that time. Yeah, yeah. So that's what. Yeah. <laughs> Because his body of work is not that impressive. It's okay. I don't know. But rest in peace, Bob. We loved you. You were a nice guy. I think once he did the, the full house thing, it was tough to put him in anything else after that. You're just branded. Uh, it, no, because everything he did after that was filth. Entourage, dirty work, like half Later on. I mean, no, it was like right while he was doing it. Full house was still on. Entourage was later. Entourage was later, but then they brought they brought Full House back with him. It never collided. There was never an issue with him. That's why I find him fascinating. Uh, Anyway, we got the hot releases coming up in just a little bit, and uh, we'll tell you about those next. It's ninety eight. Oh my gosh! Shut the front door. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet. Mesquite, repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.